With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait! Everybody calm down! No, no! Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. It's been a while again since we've uh, done an episode, so apologies for that. But we've uh, got a lot to talk about today. Really excited. Uh, but I think got to start with the sad news that uh, Rafa Benitez was unfortunately being sacked by Everton. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good he had a good run in our eyes, um, and it's a shame. And now, yeah, they're looking to hire someone really shite. So. Long may continue, but um, let's not talk too much about them. I just wanted to thank Rafa for his contributions there. Um, big news coming out today. Looks like we're finally getting that January sign and we've been craving. And uh, Luis Diaz looks like he's he's coming in. Uh, Neil, I know you've done a, a live today on a, on DTB TV uh, at about 8 o'clock this morning, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, nice and early. Uh, how buzzing are you with it? Oh, mate, I'm absolutely buzzing. I'll tell you why, because I've, I've been a stern supporter of FSG's transfer strategy from previous videos I've done with yourself. I've explained about the money ball and the way they target certain players, certain ways of playing. And, and this one, this one is a shoo-in for that exact identity. I mean, I know just by the fact that we are now going for him now that this player is on a list of players that Klopp has every year that he goes... They're the four names I like. If you can get me them four names now or when I'm ready, I'll have them. No one else. I don't care if this player comes available, that player comes available, because it shows you that Klopp identifies exactly the characteristics of a footballer to play for the system that he plays the 4-3-3. So I thought to myself, do you know what? I haven't really seen too much about Diaz, but i tell you what, I'll go on YouTube now. And as I was watching all the videos of him, it's, it, it, if you close your eyes or, or if you change the colour of his kit and put it in a Liverpool, you'd think it was Jota or, or Salah or Mane, the way he's running the channels, the way he's twisting and turning, the way his energy is effortless in, in, in the way he can switch onto both feet. And, I, and it just goes to show that it's like they did it with baseball. I said it about Moneyball. They identified players that could play and do certain strategic parts of their the way they played. They're doing it with football. Every single player that's identified by Klopp has to fit the system, has to fit the way we play. And it, I reckon it'll just be the same as it was with Jota, the same as it was with, with Salah, the same as it was with Mane. They will come in and they will start on fire because it's, it's as if he's just basically saying, well, we've signed you because you know what we want from you. We want you to press. We want you to get on the ball. We want you to be dynamic in attack. And he looks like, I mean, what's he just turned 25 two weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, we, and he's a Colombian full international. Now I'm going to, I'm staying away tonight to watch him at 11 o'clock because they're playing tonight. Uh, so I'm going to watch it and, and I'll let you know uh, on the next video how, how well he was. But yeah, really, really buzzing with his signing. And yeah, my heart sank there when you just said that, uh, with the sad news, I thought someone had died and I didn't know. 
And then when you said Rafa, that was funny. But yeah, really happy with Diaz. And the reason, going back to what I said when I started the conversation was, yeah, I've been a stern supporter of FSG and we had all the people saying FSG out, they're not spending money. And now with uh, a 40, I think it's 40 million up front and the 15 million with add-ons. So it's 65 million. Because uh, Tottenham have bid 43 and that's been rejected. So Liverpool's... Uh, which is brilliant for Julian Ward as well, because this is his first deal, really, shadowing Michael Edwards. So to pull this now, and then the FSG Art Brigade are now saying that, oh, they'll sell Salah now to get away with it, with this sort of... I'm just sick of arguing with them now. It is what it is. We've got a great uh, great owners, great manager, and now we have to go all out now to win everything. And I think he can play in the Champions League, because I know you can register one player that's played, can't you, before yeah. January, can't you? Yeah, yeah so he can feature there. Um, obviously no problems with him Carabao Cup but I can't see him featured in, in the final to be honest um, but you know we might see him against Cardiff if, if we're lucky um, now he, he looks he looks a great sign and I don't know too much about him myself um, I had, had a little glance of him while I was in work and he looks he looks absolutely phenomenal to be fair he looks yeah, like exactly you. the type of player we're after um, I think he's got 19 goal contributions in 19 league games this season for Porto so he knows where the goal is. He knows where his teammates are. Um, he's like you say. He's just going to slot in absolutely perfectly. Um, and I'm buzzing. It's nice. We. St- I think all this is really, to be honest, is we're starting our summer activity early. Every, all the all the sort of well known journalists are saying we're going to have a, a busier summer than normal. And Diaz was meant to be part of it. And because of Tottenham's interest, we've we've pulled the trigger early. This is just the start of it. I can see. Yeah. I can see another two. With, Another two, maybe three, big names coming in in the summer. Uh, Jude Bellingham, hopefully being one of them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm buzzing with it myself. Can't well, wait to well, see him in action. Well, to be honest with you, I, it shows you, like I say, if if like I say, if Klopp has got, say, for example, four names on his list and say, like you say, the three, three left now are in the summer, uh, it just shows you how quickly we are ruthless in moving. Uh, if Tottenham have come in and Klopp's gone, fucking hell, I'm not having this. He's going to take that lad. We need him. He's the next Salah. He's the next Mane. He's the next Firmino. Well, not Firmino. He's nothing like Firmino. Firmino's a drop of the shoulder, twist yeah. and turn player. He is a Salah. Salah or a Mane. He is the long-term replacement for Mane. I think Mane, not Salah. Yeah. Because obviously Salah's, Salah's just, good, just the best player <laughs> in the world. He is the long-term uh, one for Mane. Because Mane, we love him. But we're not talking going straight away here. People are panicking. We're talking two years down the line. He'll only be 20, 20 what's he, 25? Yeah, he'll be 27. Uh, yeah, he'll only be 27, just to 27. I've just got his record here right in front of me. And he and he, he's, he, he played for Bolo, a, a cycle Boloinkla in, in Colombia, but then he signed for Atletico Junior, scored 15 and 67 for them. And then he scored 26 and 77 for Porto. But for Colombia, he's got seven and 31. So he's a winger. So his goal record, 15 and 67 and 26 and 77 for a winger is good. And if you can remember the big jump in numbers at Salarad, he will score more for Liverpool with the players he'll have around him. Because yeah. he'll literally, honestly, I mean, I reckon I'd score two a season if I played for Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just out of chances, you know. But it's just brilliant. To, do you know what's great? It can be boring sometimes with FSG strategy because you, you do end up going through transfer windows like, that. oh God, they've gone to Melwood again or they've gone to Kirby again and there's nothing happening. But this is just out the blue, like Jota, like Salah was. I mean, I don't know how we do it. But we just seem to just go bang. When we're in for a player, because of how good we are, because of Anfield, it's the whole package with Liverpool. 
You've got Klopp, you've got Anfield, you've got attacking football, you've got Champions League football, Premier League titles, Wembley Cup finals. You, you, you practically don't have to sell the club. You just have to turn up with your name and the package. That's it. That's it. And I think you hit the nail on the head, to be honest, when you said we're ruthless. When when we know what there's a player that we want, we're ruthless about it. Yeah. You know, we wanted Van Dijk, yet we made a bit of a mess up with the supposed tapping up. January, we went, here's a check, put any number you want on it, and yeah. we'll pay it. Yeah. And it turned out to be a bargain. Um, Jota, another one. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody really thought he was going to do as well as he has done, and he's absolutely been phenomenal, especially this season. So, and... I think the one that always sticks out for me with FSG was Fabinho, the deal for Fabinho. It was just after we lost the Champions League final and it was literally about a week later we'd signed him. But I only heard the rumours about him signing an hour before I seen him signing his contract. I know, it's, it's unbelievable. With, with Liverpool, it's like rumours can drag on for ages on Sky Sports. Oh, you get, like this Vujovic, it's just signed, uh, Vlaovic just signed for Juvent- uh, Juventus. That's been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. With Liverpool, it's like, there's a rumour, but you get 100 rumours a week, innit? But then it's like, bang, bang. It's already flew. They've already flew over there. <laughs> They've already fucking got the medical in. Before you know it, you're like, oh, calm down. My new speed's going mentally. Fucking yeah. hell. He's, he's, he's like, at fucking at the Axe or something. Like he's, I, mean, yeah. I mean, we just send it over. Private jet, get it done. Fucking hurry up. Because Klopp likes to get his players in quickly. Yeah. And what will happen is, I wouldn't be surprised if he did play in the Carabao. He'd definitely be on the bench. There's no yeah. doubt about that. I mean, why not? Why not get give him? Why not start him against Cardiff? What, what was you know? What's the point of him being here? If I, mean, I look at it like this: if if you're gonna pay that kind of money, he ain't he ain't you listen. He ain't coming here to sit. I know we did it with Robbo, but let's not forget Robbo was a relegated uh, left back, mm. and you know I think he was six months before he started to kick a ball for us. Robertson won it. I know he yeah. does like to keep players out sometimes, but. Nah, not with this man. Klopp's come out today and said something about about Diaz. Now, I reckon if, say, Tottenham match their offer, because Tottenham can still match this offer, by the way. Tottenham have offered 43 mil. If Tottenham then go, do you know what? Because Conte, by the way, he'll go. Do you know what's dead, dead weird? He left Inter Milan because they wouldn't spend money, and Inter Milan has spent more money than Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just weird. So, but I, I, what I'm saying is, Tottenham could still match their offer, but it'll come to Liverpool based on the fact he's got a better chance of winning the Champions League, playing for Klopp, everything. Like I say, it's the package. But I reckon, with that ruthless, that if they match the offer and he started on with an R in, uh, Liverpool would probably bid another 10 million just to make sure it's done. Uh, the, the ruthless, if Klopp wants someone, I reckon he's got such a hold over John Henry. Because let's not forget, isn't it a bit weird how the Super League? U-turn came about 48 hours after Klopp said he will sort it. And I can imagine Klopp got on the phone to John Henry and said, I'm gone. I'm I'm done. If you do this, I'm gone. I reckon they've got such a bond between each other. Because if you've seen John Henry, there's videos of him when he goes to the changing room, he will not go inside. He'll wait outside for Klopp to come out the changing room and then Klopp, and he'll call Klopp boss. So I actually think there's such a great bond. And I said this on this morning on my video, right? The reason why I've never wanted FSG out is because I believe the money's always, all, always been there, but Klopp decides when to pull the trigger. Klopp decides when he wants to play him. Because have you ever heard Jurgen Klopp go, nah, my hands are tied? Because Rafa would do it. Rafa throws all his yeah. owners under the bus. He's never said, look, I want to sign this player, but unfortunately, we haven't got the money. He has never said that. Yeah. Every time Klopp identifies a player, he gets him. Absolutely. And that's, and it. that's it. You never you never hear him moaning about it, like no. you say. Um I think even when he said um in the summer, 
if there was a midfielder out there that we wanted and we could make the deal happen, we would go and make it happen. That's him saying the player I want isn't available. That's all it is. Yeah. I've always trusted Klopp's judgment. We've got to always trust Klopp's judgment. Yeah, he might get one or two wrong. Every manager gets one or two signings wrong. Alex Ferguson got signings wrong. Kenny Daglish, Bob Paisley, Bill Shankly, they all got signings wrong. It happens. But he, his track record with signing players and making them work class I mean, is, is second have to you, none. Have you seen the list, Jay? It's unbelievable. Uh, he found Mario Gotze, if sorry, he found Matt Hummels, he found Lewandowski playing for Whistler Krakow in Poland, second division. He found uh, Mitchell Kyran, uh, Gungadin at place for Man Gungadodin at place for Man City. Uh, I mean, flipping Matt uh, Pizicek, the Polish right back. Yeah, uh, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I know I'm missing look, Abamian. In the French French second, I mean, the list is literally unbelievable of world-renowned Marco Royce. The, you know, the list is unbelievable. If you go to Liverpool, it's more or less Harvey Elliott. I never heard of him until yeah. we'd signed him. And now, apparently, this other one, I did a video on it on DTB TV the other week, Cavallio. Apparently, he's yeah. on a free. And even this lad, uh, Dybala. Dybala's on a free in the summer. If Bobby Firmino goes to Barcelona in the summer for 16 million, and we can bring in Dybala on a free, next season, we could have Diaz, Dybala, Mane, Salah, uh, and, and Elliot, and, and Jota. And Jota. <laughs> okay, now we should I mean, everything. Dybala on a free would be an oh. absolute steal. I think, again, he's another one. He's in his prime. I think he's still only about 28. 27, yeah, 28, 27, yeah. 28 yeah, himself. He's been around player. for ages. He's, you know, right now, especially, he's Juventus's talisman. But I suppose them getting Vlahovic... Yeah. Those sort of free and they want maybe that's them it's replacing. Just, it's just come on Sky now, mate. Sorry to interrupt there. It's just come on Sky now that uh, they've put in a loan offer for a Bamiang. So they want a Bamiang. Don't forget they've got Alvo Morata as well. They're going to send Morata back to Madrid. They want a Bamiang to partner Veovic. Uh, so, so they're going to need because let's not forget they're supposed to be skint to spending 60 million here, Juventus. Yeah. So they're going to need to get him off the wages. Verdi's on about 200 grand a week. But if you're offloading Bobby, Bobby's on 180 a week, I've been told 170, 180 a week. Uh, so I don't know if you're freeing up the wages of Bobby, wouldn't just give him 200 grand a week. Who cares? Yeah, no, the baller <laughs> would be a fantastic yeah. signing on a free, and especially, free, in isn't it? yeah, exactly. Um, I think there's there's a lot less risk, uh, with it with the no not being a transfer fee there. So it, it could be exciting times, as you say, Carvalho. If again, Fulham seem to have a good track record of creating youngsters, um, you know, they've got a they've got a I was going to say they've got a good manager there, but then I realised it's Marco Silva. He's not that yeah. good. <laughs> he's got good players, aren't they? Uh, yeah. But he's, well, he's, he's another free transfer as well. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, being, we're just, we've always been very meticulous under clock with the way we go about our signings. And so, I mean, FSG, I, can, I don't understand it from the transfer perspective why people want them out. I could understand it from some of the other things they've done. Yeah, the Super League, Super League, trying to trademark the Liverpool name, things like that, where they've come out and apologised. Them things piss me off at FSG, but yeah. the transfer aspect of but it, it, I've never this, had a problem. This with. is it, Jay. This is why I've been arguing with a few on my group. It's not about anything other than transfers with these. It's no. about money. They seem to think that Liverpool are like a Man City. We should have hundred million pound players in every position or on the bench and stuff like that. It's just not possible. And I've told them if we if FSG sold it would have to be to someone like Man City's owners because they're not going to sell for anything less than two billion. At least, you know, that's how much we're now worth. Yeah. I've seen the stat, uh, the news yesterday that we, we've actually sold more shirts with, with in the top three. Only Real and Barcelona have sold more shirts than us. 
this year, uh, in the last year, sorry. So, uh, so basically, we've sold more shirts than Man United. When has that ever been the case? Not in my lifetime. No. So, yeah, listen, I don't like FSG for everything. The ticket prices have not are not great. They're getting better. They are getting better. Uh, the bloody prices of merchandise are a disgrace. I yeah, mean, not being totally. funny. I mean, a tracksuit. I mean, you're looking at 200 quid nearly for a tracksuit. It's an absolute joke. So, listen, I'm not a big fan of them for that. But guess what I am a big fan of them for? I can't wait till next month. It might only be the League Cup. But it's a cup final. I can't wait for that because a cup final is bread and butter. It's what we live for as Liverpool fans. I can't wait for the Champions Absolutely. League against Inter Milan because we're capable of winning that. I can't wait for now to chase Man City down because we're capable of winning that. So I'll tell you what, if it's going to cost me 200 quid for a tracksuit rather than 50 quid because we're playing in the Europa League with Roy Hodgson as manager, then <laughs> I'm not arsed. I just won't buy the tracksuit, but I'm not arsed. You can charge a tourist fan that. Or whatever yeah, yeah, exactly. they want to come over. You get what I mean? You know, they'll um, pay it. I won't. But you get what I'm saying by that. I mean, it, you've got to be ruthless businessmen to buy the best players and compete at the top level. Yeah, and I think what it, what it allows us to do it allows us to genuinely get excited about the signings we do bring in. It must be, like, don't get me wrong, it must be good for City that you can just bring in whoever they want, whenever they want. But at the same time, it's like, are you really going to get excited about every signing that they bring in? Whereas with Liverpool, we sign, we might sign two, three players a season. And so you've really got to, you've really know that. We've done our research yeah. meticulously. Yeah. You've got a reason to be excited about them. Perfect, away. perfect word in there, Jay. We do our research meticulously. And another thing, we don't buy players for six months or 12 months like Ronaldo's gone to Man United for a little cameo, you know, at the end of his time of his career. Or, you know, just buying players like they go and buy like Varane, who's got a couple of years. And what I'm saying is we know now that this lad's here for the next five years at least, right? Absolutely. So we know that the great thing is under Klopp and with FSG is I don't fear losing our players anymore, do you? No, I actually don't fear Barcelona coming knocking anymore or Real Madrid coming knocking like we did when we had Coutinho or Suarez or Torres. Because, listen, we're, we're above them now in the pecking order, I think. I'm not being funny. What, go Real Madrid? They're playing in empty stadiums. Barcelona are playing in it. That's another thing, by the way. Did you see Erling Haaland's interview? He no. wants to leave Germany because he's sick to death of watching English football with packed stadiums and Germany's empty. He said, I can't handle it. He said, I'm here to play in front of supporters. So that, that is a big factor as well, that Germany's got no fans, Spain have got no fans, Italy's got no fans, or they're at 10 15%. So what I'm saying is with Liverpool, you're getting everything now. Now, make it happen now. I mean, this, you know, I was arguing this one about Harlan. Harlan will not sign for Liverpool. And I'll tell you why he won't sign for Liverpool. He wants more money than Salah. And if FSG have not given Salah what he wants yet, he certainly are not going to give it to Erling Haaland. No. Because he's got the worst agent in football. That What's his name? Um, Raiola. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he wants a fee. I think, I think the whole package for Haaland's 400 million. If he can't, his wages, what it costs from Bayern and the fee for... Not happening. So that needs to go away. We buy players like Diaz. Now, this is 35 million, right, up front. And then I think if we win the league or we win the European Cup, because up line number 15. 35 million. Man United have just spent 70 million on Jaden Sancho and 40 million on Van der Beek. That's 120 million or 110 million. They can't even get in their team. So to me, I guarantee you that not only will Klopp make this player better, but he'll probably be worth them two put together in two or three years' time. And that's what we... Not just what we do. We don't just buy players. We make them three times worth in value 
And also, they just we just make them world beaters. And if we did want to sell one, I'm not being funny now. If we put Mane on the market now, we're getting 80, 90 million for him, even yeah. at his age now. Absolutely. If we put Salah on the market now, PSG will pay us 150 up front for him. I mean, they're so rich, they're not even bothered about losing him back bap- in the summer on a free. I know. <laughs> Baffling, isn't it? It is, um, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Crazy. No, I'm looking forward to seeing Diaz. Uh, hopefully that gets done. I think the supposedly doing his medical tomorrow aren't they after, in his, Argentina, um, yeah. after his game so yeah. let's just wait for that to be confirmed and then um... oh, yeah fingers crossed you don't appreciate do <laughs> tonight or something I know yeah <laughs> fucking have we jinxed it haven't we um, oh my god but let's uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the last match so obviously played Palace at the weekend yeah um, 3-1 great first half um, Palace did get a lot more confidence second half um, it, was a, it was a really strange game we didn't I didn't think we were ever gonna. I didn't think they were ever gonna come back. Yeah. But I didn't think we were gonna get that third goal either. No, um, no. It was one of well, it's one of them games. Yeah. When it, Palace is a tricky game for us. Sorry, I know, I know we. When they got it back to two one, I was a bit nervous. I was thinking, oh shit! Can you remember the three three, the three 0 <laughs> yeah. down. But one of my t- one of my tips for Liverpool to try and sign in the previous summer was the midfielder uh, Elise, and I thought he was outstanding. And he was he was on an eight million pound release fee from Reading, and they got him. And I think he's a fabulous footballer, so he played well. Robertson again, great energy down the left, and Van Dijk's getting a bit better now. I still don't think he's at a hundred percent yet. No. Uh, my tip. And Matip played, yeah, because I've got the team in front of me now. It was Allison in goal, Trent, Matip, Van Dyke, Robertson, Curtis Jones, Fabinho, Hendo, Jota, Firmino, and Oxley Chamberlain. Oxley Chamberlain played well. Yeah. Uh, Fabinho's just just brilliant. I love him. Jota puts himself about. Allison, absolutely brilliant. And uh, I watched the game last night. I don't know if you, you've seen it, Jay, but Jesus, I have never watched a game of football like it. Brazil played uh, Ecuador in the World Cup. And after 16 minutes, there were two. Both goalies were straight red carded. Allison got straight red carded, and then VAR took eight minutes to rescind that one. Then he got <laughs> red carded again in the second half, and it took six minutes to rescind that. So Ali got sent off twice. But anyway, yeah, he, he's he a fabulous goalkeeper, Allison, and we're lucky yeah, to have him. Absolutely, uh, great performance. And all that matters, mate, is we'll never forget the performance. We got the three points, which was needed to to push Man City. Yeah, that's it. They obviously dropped points for the first time in I think it was 11 games. So. Nice little incentive for, for them going into the game. Um, obviously, a couple of the goals were a bit contentious. Um, second one, Firmino was possibly offside. I didn't even notice that in real time, to be no, honest. No, neither did I. Um, it's only after after a, co- a couple of days after that people were saying it. So, I'm not too fussed with that one. Um, the penalty for me, I know, obviously, I think you're on the side of it was a penalty. I know Jay was on Twitter saying he thought it was a penalty. For me, it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, I, I understand why you don't think it was a penalty. The reason why I said it was, was because, remember last year when we played against, I think it's Burnley. Burnley got one exactly the same, where Ali's come out for the ball, he's lifted it over and the ball's gone, he's going out for a goal, for a goal yeah. kick and he gets, it's a penalty. It's been given against us. What I always do is I try and not look at, start, I, listen, I, I like the game to be physical and I like it to be, I don't want it you know, no contact sport. But it looks like if that was in the centre of midfield and that same foul happens, it would be given as a free kick. That's mm. the only reason why I said it's a penalty. At the end of the day, the goal is there to come out and get the ball. If he doesn't get the ball and he takes out the player, then he's fouled him. It's just yeah. as simple as that. I know it's, it was, listen, it was not, it was harsh. And if it was against Liverpool, I'd go off my head. But to me, I can see why it was given. There's, it, wasn't, it wasn't 100% wrong. 
that's the reason I'm here. Yeah, I think for me it was more. The, I I thought the ball Soft. was gone. I thought the ball was was gone. But I think for me, when you look at the replays, it looks as if Jota has changed his his direction slightly run into to run into the keeper. So I feel like Jota's initiated the contact more than the keeper. But again, I'm not going to grumble too much about it. Obviously, yeah, I'd like VAR. Well, I, I wouldn't even say VAR. I'd like the officiating to be better. Who wouldn't? We want it to be fair. We want it to be consistent more than anything. Um, but there's been that many things go against us with VAR, with bad officiating the last couple of seasons. That I, th- I think we're kind of old that one. So it got us the three points. It, it you know, it, it secured the three points. That's all that matters. And, yeah. you know, we put, put a slight bit more pressure on City and we can go into the FA Cup game well, with, well, um, well, in, a, in a bit of form. Pep had a little breakdown, didn't he? Again, after the Southampton did his interview. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> oh, he did this interview. I watched. I got in from AFC Liverpool's match about the 60th minute, just as Man City had equalised. And anyway, it's Southampton. You know, they a couple of chances. Anyway, they were poor Man City. And then Pep comes out with this. We were fabulous. We were brilliant in possession. Wow, what a team we are! You know, literally. And everyone was like, "What? What game was he watching?" <laughs> but he was trying to deflect everything from his players' psychological. I could see what he was doing. He was trying to keep his players. Oh, don't worry about Liverpool. But you could see he knew because if you watched him on the touchline last ten minutes, he was fuming every time they gave the ball away or missed the chance because he knew he knew if we just just while we had the game in hand the Leeds game in hand, he knew it was crucial to beat Southampton because he knew that then we had to play the game in hand and then whatever that result would be. But he knew if they dropped points against Southampton, that not only would we, if we put it right against Palace, we still had the game in hand. So he knows now it's like not, you know, it's six. We can gain six back on them. Well, or five, isn't it? Because obviously they drew, didn't they? What I mean is is it it goes to, now we've got Diaz. By the way, did you see the goal he scored against Man City in the Champions League? No. Have a look on YouTube when we finish this. It, it absolutely skins about three players down the touchline, cuts inside, goes past another two, and bends it straight into the corner at the 80 yard. So he is literally going to be another ace in the cards that we've got. And, you know, I look at it like this now. So if we beat Leeds, and Leeds are poor, they got beat by Newcastle at home at the weekend. Yeah, they are poor. So I'm looking at this. With that, and then... All we've got to do is go to the Etihad and you know and beat them, and it's three points. And all you're thinking then is, fucking hell, we've got how many games left? And that's why I can't understand why people were saying that the league title was over because even Klopp, with his punching in the air against Brentford, he knew it was not over. He knew there was still games to play. And Man City, by the way, have not got a striker. And yes, everybody says, oh, well, they're still top of the league. Yeah, they can go on a run like that. They've got world-class players. But they will be found out. And I've said this, I called that Chelsea would fall off the title race a few weeks ago. And I'll call this out now. They will be found out in the major matches of the Champions League and in the Premier League this season for not having a, a number nine, a centre-forward. And that's why I think that I, I firmly believe that we will win the European Cup. And I really am more confident now of winning the league this season now. Totally. Just based on that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think City, they always, um, they do this every season. Yeah, they, a little run. They, they start off a bit wobbly. Yeah. They have a, a great run through sort of Christmas and January. Yeah. And then they have a bit of a wobble again. And yeah. they always seem to lose the games where... It's always the ones where you think they're dead on to win. Yeah, so, palaces, uh, palaces Palace, at home. Yes, yeah. Southampton's away. Games like that, and yeah. they're the one you think they're never going to get beat here, and then you do. 
Yeah. Um, so, Man United seem to sneak one against them sometimes, don't they? <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. how much more embarrassing can it get? I know, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, they, they definitely will drop more points. Um, and Pep knows that. Pep knows they're going to drop points. That's why he wants to be as far in front of us as possible. He knows if he gives us a sniff, we're going to take it. Um, we we're getting back to where we need to be to get the challenge for that for the league. Van Dijk is getting better. It, it's showing every game. Yeah, he's still he's still making a few mistakes. Yeah. He's still a bit he's still a bit slow. Um, again, Matip I think has been our best defender this season, but I think the last couple of games he's been a bit dodgy. Um, but you know it, it's going to happen. You can't expect a player to be having eight out of ten every single week. It's just no, not. It's just not going to happen. No, so you can't. They're not very um, No, exactly, and it's going to happen. But that's why you have great replacements. That's why you have Kanate there. That's why you have Joe Gomez, the forgotten man. There, you know what I mean. We've got fantastic replacements all around the field. I now. mean, you f- you forget how young Joe Gomez is, but the problem is he needs to be playing football. I can't understand why we're not loaning him out. If Nat Phillips doesn't go. I mean, do you know what? I can't understand why not Newcastle United have not banged 15 million in for him. They're after centre-backs that are unproven in the Premier League when they've got a certified Premier League proven centre-back there for 15 million. And I cannot understand why the, the Addy Howe has not come in for him. I know. No nonsense. He'll run through a brick wall for the team. Yeah. Exactly what they need in a relegation fight. Yeah, um, do you know? I think it is. Eddie Howe's been burnt by a lot of signings off Man- off Liverpool. Like well, Brad yeah, Smith, maybe. seven million. Solanke, twenty million. <laughs> Jordan Ard, fifteen million. Jordan Ard, fifteen. I reckon that's. I'm not going to sign off them again. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I agree with you on that, Phillips. There, that absolutely would be a great sign for Newcastle or anyone in that in that um, part just, of the league. But just go. Just going back here, Joe. Just, just as I, you know, what I'm like, mate. When I'm talking to you live, I like to have a little click on to improve what I'm talking about. Now I've just clicked on Man City's fixtures. Now they've got Fulham at home in the FA Cup, but forget that the Premier League. So they've got Brentford at home again. You say that's the one you'd expect them to win, but you never know. Brentford have just signed Christian Eriksen. So you've got Norwich and Man. So Norwich, Man. They've got Norwich. So they've got Brentford at home. Norwich away. Sorry. Then after they play Sporting. In the Champions League, they then go to they've got Tottenham at home, Everton at Goodison, and then Manchester United at home. So then they go and play the second leg of the Man City Sporting Lisbon game, and then have Palace away on that Sunday. So that is a tricky run there. Tottenham Absolutely. home, Everton away, Manchester United at home, and Palace the, the, a couple of days after the, the you know the this this league title is far from finished. Absolutely, absolutely, and like you said. You've never said it's over. Um, no, no. Don't get me wrong, I was a bit disheartened a couple of weeks ago um, when we were dropping points. When we think we got two out of two points out of nine games, out of nine points or something like that, wasn't it? Um, so I was a bit disheartened at that point. But like you say, there's it's half there's half the season to go. We've got a game in hand. We've still got to go to City. It, it's it's wide open. It's wide open. Chelsea are done for now. It's a two or six. Yeah, yeah. I said that. I don't know why. I, I just because they were bloody brilliant when when you we were talking about them. I just I just knew that. I don't know why. I just knew they'd fall off. Call it a gut instinct. Sometimes you can follow your gut, and I just thought yeah. some. I just don't. Know, I don't know what it is. It's a lot of egos at Chelsea. Do you get what I mean? Egos. I mean, Lukaku. Lukaku. I mean, how big's his ego? He comes out and does a live interview about wanting to go back to winter. That shows you about egos. And you have got Timo Werner, who, by the way, the FSG out brigade was screaming. For yeah. us to sign, along with the guy from Sal from Atletico Madrid, oh, who's been God. absolute dog shit. So, you know, if we listen to half of the fans, 
we probably would be Man United and sat and flipping seventh <laughs> and eighth. I know they've climbed up now, but but the point is what I'm trying to say is is this is the most competitive league in the world. And everyone says, Oh, can you see Man City losing two games? They don't have to lose two games. They can draw two. You know, just keep chipping away at them every week. Do you know what I mean? They, they, like I just said there, they're gonna come back from Lisbon for a long flight, whatever, you know, come back and some, you know what it's like, Champions League games, you can have a little bit of a hangover on it a couple of days later, and especially away at Selhurst, who's just brought I'm sure Donny Van Beek's just signed for them on loan. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's so, I don't know if it's gone through yet, but all I'm saying is that we've seen Palace. Palace ain't an, an easy side to go and beat at the Sellers. Great no, atmosphere. Very good under Vieira. Exactly. Very good under Vieira. So, even Everton, by the way, Everton have got, they're fighting for their lives. I know we want them to get down and that, but <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, Everton get a new, a, new, you know, a new manager in, say if they get a new appointment in just before they play Man City. They ain't gonna beat them. Just drop mind you, I haven't said that. I forgot it's Everton. They'll throw the fucking game off of their fans. <laughs> yeah. Off of their fans will turn up with man, Man City shirts on. Yeah. No, but you know what? It'd be the most <laughs> Everton thing ever. They'll lose every game around it and then beat City. Yeah. And then they'll, <laughs> yeah, that is and they'll be yeah, more yeah. pissed off about beating City than losing the four of the games before. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, mate? I put a status up early on Facebook and everyone's pissing this. You know, Wayne Rooney's turned down the job, hasn't he? I turned down the interview. Yeah. I've put, I mean, I put, you know. It just goes to show how bad Everton are that he'd rather stay at a club that's 21 points deducted, uh, five days from uh, liquidation, he's paying for travel, and he'd rather stay there <laughs> than go to Everton. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. To be fair to him, he's actually got, I think he's got more points with Derby than Everton have got this season. Oh, so, um, I know. You, you've got to give him credit, he's done a good uh, job I, there. I think yeah, people call him thick, but I think he's smarter than people realise. He's, he's obviously becoming a very good manager. But yeah. the point being is, he, he knows, he knows that his reputation will go up if Derby, if Derby stay up. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, Everton, the Everton job's a curse. Like, it is, it's isn't like it? It's got to be, on it? It's like the United job. It, the, the curses, there's no good that comes out of them jobs anymore. Um, the fans. The fans don't get behind the players. That's why they're just toxic. Yeah. I mean, look, look at this Vito Pereira. That the, that I've seen his interview. The board one. But it's like, they're calling for him out before he's even in. Did you see his interview? No. He came out. He came out. He came out live on Talk Sport the other day and Sky, and he said his whole career and he's, he's never ever ever had this. He has never ever had spray paint sprayed out to to be sacked before he's even got a job. He said he can't fucking believe it. <laughs> I'm spitting myself. He says I can't. I've not even done that wrong to them. They hate me. That's. I mean, that's that's a new low for Everton. Unreal, isn't it? Trying to sack a manager before they've even hired them. That's phenomenal. That's excellent. <laughs> They deserve a medal for that um, because they're not going to get any any other medals anywhere anywhere else. Either, so give them one for that. Um, oh. It's just it's it's hilarious. Um, but now I think I'm looking forward to next game now. Um, obviously, like say Cardiff FA Cup, nice um, nice good atmosphere that'll be. Yeah, it'd be great atmosphere because they get the whole away end, don't they? I love that about yeah. the domestic trophies. I think it makes great atmospheres at Anfield. I'm, I'm going to try and get a ticket for it. Now I'm better off the COVID. Now I've got no, no COVID. I want to try and get a late ticket. This, but you know what I will say to supporters watching this? Tickets this season have been a lot easier. Uh, I know a lot of people that have never been before and a lot of people that have gone on a lot of occasions this year. Now, it's a little trick for you. I know a few supporters, that when me and Craig have been to games this season, that have tried their luck and gone to the ticket office by chance, even though the website says sold out. And he got a pair, and a second bloke uh, I seen the following week. He got a pair for him and his son. So if you are local, I recommend trying going to the general ticket office, and sometimes you can get in. Yeah, just give it a shout. Give it, uh-huh. a, give it a go, in it. Nothing to lose after you. So yeah, um, no, I think it'd be a good game, as I say. Great atmosphere, Cardiff. I don't mind Cardiff actually. I think they're, a, I think they're a decent side. Um, I've always had a, a bit of a soft spot for them, to be honest. Yeah, I remember when um, Barla played for them. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Bellamy, Craig well, Bellamy, obviously. yeah. Um, yeah. so Harry be, Wilson, yeah. Harry Wilson, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward to it. Be a good game. Good, good opportunity for us to um, let a few of the youngsters get a get a run out again. Expect to see the likes of Tyler Morton, Kate Gordon, um, maybe Kelleher get a start again. Um, who, by the way, has been absolutely phenomenal. I was just about to say that. Uh, Klopp, Klopp said that the only person in the building that said that he would be a world class, but uh, world class goalkeeper was John Atkenberg, the the goalkeeping coach from day one. He's he's been there years, by the way. He mm. kept on saying to Klopp, "He will be world class. He will be world class." And Klopp came out this week or last week and said that that he now doesn't have a number two. He has a goalkeeper capable of being like number one so yeah. that keeps Ali on his toes keeps exactly. Ali always going but he is I mean I've not seen him make a mistake no not once in all his games no <laughs> and it's, it's so refreshing like I genuinely can't remember a time when we've had two, two great keepers quality keepers I think the last time I can go Dudek back to... and Vesterfeld <laughs> yeah you know what you, you probably are going that was it wasn't it yeah, um, yeah. You know, not Calamity James no <laughs> No, you know what? I think the only other time probably was Reina and Dudek when when they uh, were both there for that one season. Yeah, because Mignolet had prone to errors. You couldn't really yeah. say him. No, Carries, you couldn't say him. No, no. Uh, um, Pepe Reina. Who did we have as number two when it was Pepe Reina? I think it was we had a few, one. didn't we? Oh, yeah, Diego, Paul Jones. Yeah, yeah, Calabrieri. Um, oh, yeah, Charles Doni. 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 Yeah. Um, Brad Jones, who, to be fair to him, Brad Jones wasn't that bad and he got better with age. Went on to do great yeah, things with Feyenoord tre- and stuff yeah, like Feyenoord that. Yeah, Feyenoord won the league with them, didn't it? I think, um, do you know where he is now? He's playing with Perth and Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen yeah that, he's over it. there. Um, so, no, it's it's so refreshing. No, we're not, if Kelleher starts, we're not asked. We're, we're made up with it. We know we've got a, a great replacement for Alisson. So, um, I, I think who needs a mention as well, I think over the last two games he's been outstanding is Curtis Jones. I think he is really, really looking yeah. good. He reminds me of Lallana. He, he seems to be able to twist in different movements and be on the same foot. So you actually don't know what foot Curtis Jones is. And that was the same with Adam Lallana. You didn't know Absolutely. what foot he kicked with. It's a very good tra- attribute to have, that is. And people keep forgetting how young he is. He, he's, what, is he 20? I think he's 20, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. The lad's, the lad's going to be a baller, he is. Yeah. It's going to be... It is going. I'm looking at my, my team lineup, which I have him on board in front of me now, and it's got, it is going to be sad when Bobby goes, because Bobby, I think Bobby will go in the summer to Barcelona because he's, he's a, he's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Brazilian. They all love to play for Barca. And I think it would seem sensible now to get, like you say, if we're going to make three big signings in the summer, say Jude Bellingham, right, and maybe get that lad on a free, you know, Dybala. Uh, if you get offered now 16 to 20 to 25 million for Bobby, he's 30 years old, take it, put that towards you. I think the fans would accept that. Now we've brought Diaz in, or when we do later on today or tomorrow, I think the fans are not stupid. They know that we now need to start looking at long-term replacements. Now, Salah's untouchable, forget him, right? Mane, I'd say another 18 months he's got. Yeah. Right. And then he'll probably go to somebody, you know, probably go America knowing him or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Probably go on MLS or something like that or even France. But the point is, we've now got to look at it. And then some, my mate just sent me a text a minute ago, what's happened? I went, wow. And he showed me a front three in a few years. And he's put Diaz, Jota, and Elliot as a front three. And I went, you know, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. Diaz, Jota, and Elliot. Because let's not forget, RV Elliot's a baller. The great thing about RV Elliot, is he can drop into midfield and midfield free. Yeah. So do we go and get another one? And then you think to yourself, who can we get on the right side of attack? 
but we've got Mo. So Mo's still got, I reckon Mo's still got four years left in him easily because he's not, he's not got a pound of fat on him. No. And I tell you, I watched him play for Egypt in that game where he's just put them through and he ran absolute miles, even for extra time and scored the winning penalty. So he is easily fit as a fiddle. So you get another, he's never injured. Carragher said it, he's never injured. Yeah. When, when's, when you ever seen Salah out of the squad? Ever. Very rarely. Like- Suarez was the same, never injured. So to me, I'd look at it like that. A player I do like is, uh, I do like that lad at Villa, Ollie Watkins, because uh, I think he's decent. But again, listen, I'm just, I play footy manager, Jurgen Klopp's a manager. He knows what he's doing. And I've never, ever, ever for one minute gone, oh, gee, I can't believe, I can't believe Jurgen's signing him. He's shit. <laughs> no, no. Never <laughs> you, found know, you know, sometimes you do that with like previous managers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Say, Jan Kronkamp, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Andre Voronin. Voronin. Yeah, Fucking hell. Eric Meyer. Fucking hell. Rigobert Song. The list goes on. Uh, yeah, we've had some stinkers. We've, we've had some stinkers, stinkers mate, haven't we? But definitely not with Klopp, like you say. Yeah. Um, you know, like you say, he knows what he's doing. We all trust him. Yeah, and, um, you got to, will not you? Look, like you say, we, we could, you know, yeah, it's a long shot, but we could be on for the fucking quadruple here this season. Wow, I know. Um, just, it's just a domino effect, isn't it? I said this. If, if you win the League Cup, you know, in 2001, someone said this to me the other day, we won the League Cup, then that followed up with the FA Cup, and then that followed up with Alaves in the UEFA Cup, UEFA which was the treble, two domestics in the European. This year, we could do the two domestics and the real European, right? But like I say, that then leads you to the Super Cup, right? That then leads you to the Community Shield, uh, not the Community Shield, the finish second will be in that. I know the Community Shield can't, apparently it does to Man United fans. Uh, in their quest to be more trophies than us, but then you get the World Club Cup. It's just like we could go on. You know, you're saying if, you're saying if we win all four this season, then we go into next season with Super Cups dead early. You could be talking four to six trophies in the space of the next twelve months. Absolutely, unreal. It's um, now it is, and this this Carabao Cup people discredit it between Mickey Mouse Cup and all stuff like that. But what they don't realise is that acts as a catalyst for the rest of the season. You win that trophy. The players don't. The players do not devalue that in the slightest. No, they don't. You see when you you see teams celebrating. You see Man United, Man City won it three seasons yeah, on the yeah, bounce. Yeah. So it went out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they it's a catalyst for the rest of the season. Then it's a springboard. It allows the team to go in with confidence and went, Right, we've 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 got a trophy in the back. Let's go and add to it. And Jay, I can't Jay, wait. Jay, I'm quite fortunate. I work in non-league, right? And I can tell you this, and I also play football myself at a decent level when I was younger and stuff like that. I can categorically tell you this. Footballers want to win fucking everything. Sorry Absolutely. for swearing, but they, they don't even like losing five sides in training. So what I'm saying is this stupid idea, just because the fans don't want to win the Carabao Cup, the players do. And I can tell you this now, they do, because there's nothing more important as a football player than playing in a final, you see the trophy as you're warming up, you know, 90,000 at Wembley, Liverpool fans, you know, it'll be a seal red. I mean, if you don't want to win that, you shouldn't be playing football. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, look, we've, we've got a lot to look forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, it's great being and a red, isn't it? It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was, what? Who did Everton play last? The Villa? Villa, wasn't it? Yeah, and was, Stevie Gerrard walking off. Oh, he was great, wasn't he? But, oh, um, great, yeah. I was looking at the crowd and it just went, just think how many people are in that crowd who fucking hate the dads for making them support Everton. Yeah, they're, they're miserable. Honestly, it's, honestly. I reckon, you know, it, it, what's that 
mental health, mental health line called Call John or something like that. I reckon it's oh, off yeah. the hook when Everton played. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody's like, I've had enough, mate. Just get, get. <laughs> I seen, I seen um, a picture yesterday and it was um, about Joaquin Phoenix and it said uh, to prepare for his role in the Joker, his role as a mentally, a mentally unstable and insane person. Joaquin Phoenix got an Everton season ticket for the, for the year <laughs> and went to every single game. <laughs> Uh, oh, do you know it gets to the point where you can't laugh at them anymore? You can't, you kind of just feel bad because it's. Oh, no, I've, 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 got, I've got, I've got, I've got good friends. My best man at my wedding's a blue, and I, and I, it's really awkward. You know, when he's your best mate, you, you're trying to be supportive, going, "Oh, you'll be all right." This, this manager. I mean, I've had, I've known him twelve years. My best mate. I've had at least ten conversations with him about this manager. Be this would be the one. You'll be fine. Even Rafa, oh, he's one of us. It, you know, and I, I've got to the point now where it, you know, I, I'm not even ringing him anymore. Going, I'm, I'm fuck it. I'm, I've given up. So you just have to, you just got to agree with him out of pity now, haven't you? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, no, whatever. We have, we've, we've got um, we've got so much to look forward to this season, and uh, lots more for us to talk to, talk about rather. Oh yeah, over mate. the over the course of the rest Definitely. of the season. Um, hopefully, we will be back with more than just those two. Uh, in in coming episodes but as ever Neil it's been really great talking to you today I've enjoyed it mate Uh, so thank you everyone for listening and watching and we will be back very soon thank you very much see you later Sports Social Podcast Network